Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. In this episode, we are with a mentor, one of my best friends, Mr. The Great, The Powerful, Benny Bino. Thank you, Danny. Or Andrew Bino. Which one would you like to be called for this episode? You can call me Benny Bino. <laughs> okay. Let's just dive right into it. Anything challenging is going to be hard. But so what? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back. It distracts from the now. All right, we're back. And this is the first time I've utilized the soundboard. I think it's going well. I love this setup. Yeah, this is this is really fancy, right? All right. Well, we are here with Bennett Bino. He is a very unique young man because he is 23 years old. He's in a band. Mm-hmm. He is a personal trainer at the nicest gym I've ever attended in my life. And he's huge. He's he's a he's a bit he's he's a full grown size man. I'm still growing. I'm 23 too, but I think I'm even older, but I'm still sprouting. Hopefully. I think you look great, Danny. Hey, I'm thanks. happy that when I gave you a training protocol that you did it. You're one of the few people who actually attend those. Yes, I I am attempting to become the best version of myself. But we're not going to talk about physical fitness today. That could be a whole nother podcast. And maybe it will be. But in this episode, we're going to talk about music and frequencies mm-hmm. and how they affect our brains and bodies, especially as young people. And a lot of people that watch this show, they're teenagers, young adults. Mm -hmm. And we can get kind of sidetracked and go into some uh, different avenues of music. There is a lot to it. Um, The first module that I ever got to teach at TLT was the one on music. I don't have all my resources here, but we could look some stuff up. Okay. But um, I realized in my young age that the type of music that I listened to greatly affected um, my thoughts. And as you know, your thoughts become your actions, your actions, your habits, your habits, your character, and your character, your destiny. It's one of the things that we like to teach. So going into that, if you are going to um, shift your character, you do kind of have to guard your heart. And that's a principle that I learned pretty young. So yeah, let's talk about some of the music. Um, I used to listen to a lot of like hype music. Like you kind of went from... Kind of like EDM to electronic rap. dance, yeah, yep. or anything. You know, the mainstream uh, music industry they tend to be really good at like getting songs that get stuck in your head really quick, but they mm-hmm. kind of get old fast. So I kind of got into just kind of bouncing around from like the, the biggest hype music that there was. Um, also, I was, you know, I feel like substances in my youth kind of really fed into that. That you could kind of get in like a trance in music, and then I realized that I would it kind of affected my paradigms and that there were. Um, I feel like there were kind of personas linked to music. So I noticed that, you know, rap kind of has like a haughtiness to it, kind of like a little bit of arrogance about it. I've no, I, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to speak too broadly about it. I'm just saying kind of in general that you can hear it, that if you listen to it, you probably noticed it. If you listen to metal, you may have come across some, some anger, right? A little mm-hmm, bit of, you know, mm-hmm. there's like the kind of the punk anti-state stick it to the man kind of stuff. Pop kind of has this almost generic, 
you know, throwaway relationships about it, a lot of love songs, a lot of romance songs. Mm-hmm. If you really look into it, you kind of look into some of the themes of it, and it's not always conducive to what I would call, like, leadership or spiritual growth. I know a lot of people like to make me out to be prude, so we'll be in a car and there'll be... It's not even like language. It's not even just about language. It's about, like, the themes of it. It's about the actual music itself, like the actual beat to I think a degree. It's both. I, I think that it's both. Some people be like, well, I listen to music for a beat. And then I realize like certain stuff, like I think uh, something that's getting really popular is we're learning about dopamine and this idea of that you can kind of ha- go through this dopamine burnout and kind of seek like highs from music. I think that kind of bleeds into other areas. So as you seek like one type, going to go into more and more. And there have been uh, studies with music therapy about how it affects. I don't, I don't know too much about the music therapy. I do know that it tends to be more like classical kind of calming stuff for trauma and PTSD. Um, but it's just always been something that's fascinated me. I, there are some studies and you're free to go look these up yourself of um, people speaking to plants, people speaking to, there's one particular experiment where they uh, had these jars that had rice in them and they wrote a note next to it. I hate you. I love you. And I ignore, and they ignored it and they did this control. And I know people have done this, uh, but, you know, the raw, the, the rice that uh, you say I hate you to will, will rot. Wow. And the one that you ignore will sim- similar effects, but not as bad. And the one that you say I love you to will very slowly ferment. And that sounds so almost like woo woo, but it's the more I live life, the more I learn that the power of words is real. Absolutely. It's so real. And what you feed yourself, your intake, your, um, ear diet mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a weird way to no, put it it's but what you consume it's yeah really it's, consumption. It's, it's what you're consuming then you meditate on it and it then matters it, yeah i i noticed with the rap because i find myself enjoying rap music yeah, absolutely. and i do feel that arrogance i feel like when i listen to rap i'm i'm the man and it's yeah. like yeah like like yeah and you know I some of know. the some of the the students at the event asked me like well what should we listen to and i just told them like i don't really know like i'm, mm. I'm more trying to instill the value of just mindfulness of how it affects you. Cause I've, I've seen, I know that certain songs like, and I did trial and error with this because I had songs I like to listen to. And I was, I thought I was being a prude or maybe a little religious about it, but I realized like trial and error, I would take the song out and then I wouldn't really have like an, for me, it was kind of like, I'd have like kind of like a random intrusive thought. And as I've kind of cleaned up my music and my intake of what I was kind of indulging in or uh, listening to or consuming, uh, I noticed it would kind of go away and I'd kind of like think and pray about it and like, hmm, okay, no, surely not. It's not that one song or these songs or this playlist that I made. And I'd go back to it and, and, and it would happen again. I'd be like, so I realized that what you meditate on, I've heard that your subconscious doesn't actually um, kind of dis- discern between um, like negatives or positive. It tends to kind of... There's like energy behind it. Yeah, so... More than like... Because the, the rap music, it, it almost feels too obvious it's like mm-hmm. yeah if There's i'm listening to songs stuff. about sh- about drugs and shooting somebody that's probably not good but there's an energy behind mm-hmm. it and we're finding out more and more as the years go on how f- different frequencies mm-hmm. affect h2o and um there's this video online that i found that, that we'll play on screen here but it is of a speaker that has a bunch of like salt or sand on it Mm -hmm. and they're playing different tones and there's geometric patterns coming out of the sand and it's like making patterns. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I feel like humans haven't really tapped into all that much. Now they have, obviously we manipulate frequencies 
first with the radio and now with TV and the internet. I mean, these ones and zeros are just flying through the air, but yeah. the the more I'm learning, the more I realize the air is, there's some magnetic, there's some energy there that it's flying yeah. through. It's a channel. And so all of this is important. And if it's affecting, m- making all these different patterns out of the sand, and then the water, we even found the clip where some guy's just pouring a stream and playing this frequency, and it's creating this yeah. the zigzag. The one that I saw was the one they also, they'll freeze the, the crystals. So they'll play music to it for an extended period of time, and they freeze the crystals, and they, they do form different shapes. So I thought that was fascinating about, like, the beautiful, you know, like, the typical, like, kind of, like, beautiful snow crystal, right, mm-hmm. that we know of. And then uh, you play, like, metal or certain songs to it. Or they did some from, like, these, these rivers. Um, I don't remember where they were, but people pray around them. Like, then I don't know what religion or belief system it is, but they look at it, and there's they, it's like they form these beautiful crystals. So I, I again, that seems kind of spiritual, but, again, the more I learn about positive and negative, like positive feedback, negative feedback, how it bleeds into your beliefs and how what, you know, thoughts are things is something we've learned at uh, TLT is that thoughts, anything that you've seen was the byproduct of a thought. So it's very important to guard your heart. It's very important to monitor your intake. And again, that comes, and this is for me, like being in a band, like we try really hard to make music that is positive, that's loving. Mm -hmm. And I feel so much. And when I will, will write a song together, there will be a kind of ambiance, um, of, of the band and when you listen to the song again it takes you like right back there and I feel like people will really feel that some of the songs that we wrote that are very reverence I've gotten feedback about asking you know what's hey, what was your favorite one and the one where that's the most emotional that I poured a lot we've poured a lot into um, that's that'll be the one that most people you know kind of gravitate toward yeah absolutely so to kind of finish the thought on the water thing if we can see in real time how different frequencies and sounds affect H2O, if our bodies are made out of 90% H2O or 75, I think it's, I think your bot, your overall body is 70, but your brain is like 80, 90. Wow. So your brain, where all your synapses are, where all of your processing comes from. Imagine what that does to not even your conscious mind, but you know, your, your sympathetic nervous system. Like you could get, I listen to music. I get really hyped up and we're learning a lot about, again, dopamine and cortisol and these, and these, and serotonin, these happy chemicals that, that are produced in your brain. And if you imagine just constant, just constant stimulation. So a lot of people, caffeine, you know, some people, there's actually medications people take, you know, um, imagine this constant, if there's no ba- point is balance. You want to apply balance and everything. And you would mm. take that to music as well. And another thing as far as just the, is the conscious side of music and being mindful of the lyrics. I think what I was trying to say earlier is that your subconscious will pick it up. So as much as you want to listen to a song for the beat and kind of ignore the words it's definitely there even if it's just a spark when you realize it and something that i've learned over the course of my life is a metric of good characters not just in what you condone or approve of but what in you don't what you don't condemn so it's not mm. just about i approve of really happy things or i like this good things it's about kind of being taking a stand in little areas of your life and it starts to kind of compound i think music is kind of one of them i feel like when you compromise these things that you consume, you don't speak against it in any way. It kind of, you're kind of supporting it in a way. Mm. I mean, there's a passivity there that kind of, I feel, and this is, this is my conscience. And I feel like as, you know, these leadership programs that we do, we, we try to be mindful of every facet of our life. And I don't, you know, my conscience kind of kicks in when I listen to certain, when I personally listen to certain songs, I try to instill the mindfulness in others as well. Cause like I said, there's kind of a persona about songs and you kind of have to look at it and you know what kind of character do you want to have? And, 
I did it again recently where I kind of went back and I, I was a little loose, kind of compromised and went to some of the music that I used to listen to, which was like heavy Slipknot. I got subs in my car, so I started listening to some stuff that kind of hyped me up again. And I realized I felt like I could feel the energy of it. I could feel how it bled mm. into there was a there's a not to mention when you compromise one area, and this isn't just about like the music and its effect, but compromising one area, there's a slight disinhibition there where you start to compromise in other areas. And I kind of I saw that mm. a little bit. Just the, it's a microcosm. Um, Be, not saying it, it defines you I, in every single way. Yeah, I think I think it would vary from individual to individual, and you got to kind of look at your playlists and and. Feel it out a little bit. See if uh, the music is affecting you in a way. I know for me, the most connected I feel to God is when I wake up and right in the a.m. I'm playing worship music and I'm hanging along the yeah. rest of my day. It sets me up for success. It sets a tone. For yeah. sure. Yeah, again, not to speak in absolutes completely, but I, 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 I would say just to instill in yourself a mindfulness about your intake in music is a big one. And I, I just guarantee you that if you kind of soften your playlist or at least balance it out where you're not, just, even if it's just a dopamine like hype thing where you always seek the next hype music, you kind of run through songs too. That's just, again, just as someone who kind of writes, I've noticed songs that catch your ear really quick and get old kind of fast, but songs you kind of have to listen to multiple times, kind of get into it. They tend to last longer. So there's a, there's, I think there's Ooh, kind I of a reverence about it. And I mean, not to be, too you know spiritual about it but there is kind of like a you know i don't want to just burn through songs all the time right that's a i've noticed that too. i didn't realize it but i've noticed that too the ones that kind of have to warm up on you they last longer yeah they're enjoyable for a long time i think it was you who sent out and this is just a fun question to ask but i remember you asked uh in a group chat with some of our friends um do you think that modern songs will live as long as some of the classic songs? Do you remember mm. saying that out? Yeah, yeah. About like, are these songs going to be as iconic as they are? And what we get is like, I think in the 2000s, we kind of had like some some fun pop songs that they still kind of play. But like these songs that get such mainstream like attention, you don't even hear about it. I'll ask people, they don't even know, but everybody kind of knows like Stairway to Heaven. Everybody kind of knows. Right. Yeah. Let's go back even further. Mozart, yeah. Beethoven. Yeah, absolutely. All these classics that... Yeah. For some reason, hyper-successful people, they listen to that music and it they attribute their high level of brain function yeah. a lot to this music intake. And yeah. nobody's really able to explain that. And that's been around for hundreds of years. It's kind of, of an intellect to it. Maybe your subconscious has to kind of work it out because it's not repetitive. Right. It's not like this... this this hype tribal drum, like bass drum stuff that kind of hits you real quick. It's stuff that you kind of have to listen to and really let your, let your mind, you kind of have to meditate on it, but it does, it affects you in a, a very unique way. Just really do that. that. That'd be a fun experiment for anybody listening. Go through your playlist. And we did this at the event. We did, I played, we played some really heavy metal and we played some soft and just watched kind of the atmosphere shift. And that's not even talking about the lyrics and what you're maybe the character side of what you listen to and the seal of approval that you're kind of putting on stuff that could be crass or hateful, mm. you know, cause you are, you are supporting it. I know it's not, again, people call me prude for that, but I don't, I don't really care. It's one of those avenues and it's, it's a slow fades that, that tend to, uh, that tend to kind of slowly chip away at character. And that's one where I feel like putting the seal of disapproval on actually is, it's a kind of small microcosm honorable thing to do. I've noticed when I'm at the gym, I find myself feeling like I work out harder if I play like some kind of alternative little mm -hmm. punk type mm -hmm. rock, rock and roll type music. Uh, what, what can I do to like 
kind of again i wouldn't tell you because i have some i have some alternative but it's like alternative rock but i i, I kind of check the lyrics kind of look into the band a little bit to see where they are another thing i think there's some groups that are explicitly bad and they have songs that are kind of more chill and i you know i think there's artists i think switchfoot i don't know if you've ever heard of yeah, that I band what's cool i i like I, I think they sound rock and roll, but they are Jesus honoring yeah. Christian songs that I, I like. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I kind of look into them. And then there's kind of a, just to kind of bring this up, it was just food for thought, but would you listen to songs that are uh, from an artist that has songs that you highly disapprove of if they have a, a kind of more chill one? Would you listen to the... So the for, for me personally, like one artist on the top of my list is Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> I I can't no matter what I will not listen to a song with him on it mm-hmm. or with him in it because he is so openly evil like he almost yeah. brags about the fact that he's evil and I don't like that yeah. I don't because his music is it's I mean it sounds good but like yeah no I know but, but like I, I'm there's not, definitely bands like that that I I like enough of their songs that if I was not kind of feeling like I was approving some bad character I would be. I'm talking about them. Yeah. I'd be like, this is one of my favorite bands. I like like seven of their songs. Like, enjoy them. Uh, but that's me. There's a, there's, a, I think there's a, from a leadership standpoint, I think that there's a mindfulness that has to be taken in. Because mm. I think of the things that can happen when people have encounters or paradigm shifts, I think the, the songs that you play, literally that stimulus can kind of pull you back into a mindset that you were maybe discontent with. So mm. I also talk about this when, you know, I've mentored at, you know, TLT and I've gone to other, other camps and stuff. And when I talk to people about like, Hey, you know, these, these, these moral shifts that you're making, this direction that you're going in, um, be mindful of reassimilation and the things that can pull you in music, social media, um, even with health and fitness, like food, these things can kind of pull you back into a lifestyle that we necessarily don't want to live in or isn't conducive to our, our spiritual growth. And I think, you know, music is, one of the highs for me, I'm very meditative. I have a workout ball that I'll just kind of like bounce on. I'll listen to. So I, maybe it's a little different because I know some people it's just kind of in the back or it's just when they lift and they're very distracted. But me, it's like meditative and I'm in a, in, I'm not gonna say a trance, but I'm really feeling the music. I'm really listening to it. I'm really enjoying it. And that's when I feel like I'm a little more in tune with it. And I can see the, the effects of it. I got to say, when I listen to music from like when I was like 16, so like 2016 era, it really does bring me back to that time yeah, where the nostalgia. The, yeah, it's like I feel like I'm there again. Or even recently, I was at I was at this event and this song played, and uh, I was dancing with a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and we were having so much fun. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I, I want to play that song again. And every time I do, I, I'm like, kind of, I kind of, it brings me back to that yeah. same mindset, being like, life's good, you know, everybody's nice. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and I would I would even say I would even dare to say that. With the persona that's on music. So I remember, I, I, again, some of these are anecdotes, but it's, it still, to me, applies. You know, I saw this girl, and she was in, in high school, and she was very kind of isolated, wore a lot of black, and I just felt like I could kind of say what she liked. And then later she wore a shirt that was like the genre. It was like Avenged Sevenfold. I'm like, yeah, I could have guessed. You remember me, a little metalhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people listen to rap. That's a pretty cliche, easy one. But there's certain people that have like a, there's almost like a ditziness about pop. Like pop music tends to be very like for like, again, it's like it catches you really quick. So it's kind of easy. It's a little yeah. cheaper and easy. And also it's, it gets very cliche. I've learned a lot about it. Um, like movie studios, when they do scores, 
Mm-hmm. Like if I asked you to sing, like hum the theme song for the new Thor movie, you couldn't do it. I, I Nobody, could you, not. You've probably seen it and you couldn't do it. Why? But if I said like Indiana Jones or... Yeah, yeah. Or, or Star Wars. Like they had these scores, but it became cookie cutter. And I, I've... I've well, this guy that I listen to, his name's Rick Beato. He like kind of breaks down music. He was talking about it's like it be, it's become cliche. It's cookie cutter because ominous music, it's ominous. Or and there's also like a patenting, and you know, there's a patenting thing going on with some of these where they can't have the same emotional score, so it just becomes predictable. But it's it's really hard to make scores. It takes a lot, but it's it's also risky. So a lot of mainstream stuff has become very cookie cutter, and it's mm. it's kind of a shame. I think a lot of a lot of bands that are really talented aren't getting recognition. You know, as well because of the, the just the nature of the industry, but that's a whole other conversation. Let's let's kind of get into that a little bit. Let's talk about the industry. Why is it that so many of these artists are overtly bad? Yeah, <laughs> or like, just in their own personal lives? Like, like uh, there is a lot of talk of like how certain artists sell their souls to the music industry. Uh, yeah, and do you do you believe in that? I think I I. I feel like there's there's drips of kind of like occultism and, and some mainstream stuff where they're, but it's always like you kind of have to look for it, you know. You kind of some of it's really explicit, like it, even if it's not explicitly dark, it is. They do kind of point to like who, Billie Eilish for one, mm. and it's sad. Again, she was the one I was talking about because I think she's really talented, but and it's hard to not like some of her songs. And I listen to these other ones, and there's so much angst and depression to it, and it's like. Again, you want to talk about posit- like affirmations and what we think and speaking things over ourselves. I think when you sing songs, when it's in the first person and you're singing I and me and you're humming I and me, you know, there's like one that she did and it's kind of really classy. It's called TV. But at the end, it's like maybe I'm the problem. They just chanted at the end for a long time. And I was like listening to it. I was like, again, I'm more mindful. But if you're not mindful and you're just kind of humming, like you're like, that was what I was trying to say earlier about your subconscious, your conscious, your cognitive mind, your 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 intuitive mind, your heart, if you will. There's different mm-hmm. belief systems on your cognitive intuitive mind, but you have this heart and then you have like your mind, right? Or you have your 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 cognitive brain and your your intuitive brain. And your in your intuitive heart, like it doesn't discern as well, right? So you'll chant this thing and I think you have to ask yourself when you see people and they kind of fit the archetype or the persona. Is it because they're already that way or they, and they're being drawn to those things or is that thing turning them into it? Mm. And that's something I ask. It I could think, be a little bit of both. I think it is both, but I also think it it definitely feeds it, you know? Mm. I think it definitely feeds those, again, these attributes within yourself. So, I, again, I try to gravitate towards the more positive, loving. Again, I, I can't tell people what to listen to if it doesn't affect them or they're very intentional in other aspects of their lives, not to negate everything I just said and said, oh, well, it doesn't actually matter. I, there, be mindful of it, but um, again, I don't try to. I'm not pushy about it. I just know for myself, I have convictions about what I feed myself and what I allow in my heart, mind, and soul. Whatever you want to call that, or whatever you're. What do you think is a really good genre that, that has positive vibes behind it? That, like, I like music from the '70s. Yeah, isn't it kind of neutral? That was yeah. before the generation. Be kind of. <laughs> there's a certain degeneracy about some of the times that it seems like we're living in. And I think that some of those some of those classic songs were just before the major kick in of that. Um, and again, I think I like alternative music. I like I like Young the Giant. I like Cage the Elephant. I like you know. It's not like I'm I'm not like super sheltered about what I listen to. I just try to be mindful when it's explicitly bad. You know, again, some of the freak. Again, you talk about the frequency. It does kind of affect your mind. So when I'm trying to be reverent and holy, yeah, I'll listen to. 
to worship or, or classical or, you know, just instrumental music. But um, it also affects the way you write. That's another thing I'm, I'm realizing. What I listen to affects what I produce and what mm. I find acceptable. Again, like the morality behind it. Um, it kind of feeds into art. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading this book on psychology and they talk about your cognitive and your intuitive mind. And one would be like considered your heart and one would be considered your mind, which would be the voice in your head, the, the consciousness and how the heart, the emotions, this is where you get like your desire for like food, uh, sex, a lot of emotions, passions, like people might be depressed from their, their intuitive mind is that your, your, your intuitive mind cannot discern what your cognitive mind think. It tends to just kind of feel, they call it like the elephant and the rider is um, one of the terms that they use for that. And I think where your cognitive mind goes, your intuitive mind follows. So if you're singing along with depressing, kind of angsty, angry, haughty, or arrogant, your heart will kind of feel that. So, yeah, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and fake. It just hears what you're saying and yeah. then goes, oh, okay. Yeah, and it, and it bases kind of these emotions and passions and feelings on that. So that's why I try my best to, to filter through with what I feel like, you know, you have more control over, your, like your, your cognitive thoughts, right? Um, I try to discern and use that as a filter to what enters my heart. So I don't want to go numb, right? I don't want to lose, be overstimulated and go numb. I don't want to, from the you know the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks kind of thing. I don't want to fill in in my core and my being things that are that are displeasing to to my God, or um, that would again do damage or just cause me to not be. create an overflow to actually affect other people's lives you're going to influence people regardless it'll be positive or negative so i want mine in my leadership and the people that i have a my ambit my sphere of influence the people that i'm around i want them to be uh, blessed by what i've allowed into myself if i just emphasize anything i would say be mindful of what you consume Uh, again i'm not going to tell you you know what you can and can't listen to but i think it warrants some thought uh, your thoughts become your actions, your actions, your habits, your habits, your character, and your character becomes your destiny. All wow. stems from what you think and meditate on. So you got to keep it clean. You got to make it conducive to your spiritual growth. Wow. That's very good. That is very good. Bennett, you were nervous to do this, but you absolutely killed that one. <laughs> I thought it was very good. Thank you. Uh, very educational. Do you have any where that you want them to see your music? Maybe. Uh, yeah. My band is called Kicking Dandelions. Um, <laughs> Classic. Yeah, is, is that like an alternative? It's just angsty enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's also sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's hilarious. Right? Yeah, kind of. Um, so can, we're, we're can, making. We're still making. We're still recording. So we've done some live shows. We are in the uh, DFW Austin is where we've been doing a lot of shows. So do you do you have a Spotify up. or Apple or anything? Uh, yeah, we do have a Spotify. We have one song. Out nice. Outside. All right. Well, go listen to that one song. Yeah, listen to that one. Song. I'm gonna link it below. And also, I think to end on one last note, I think a good alternative to music, because I've been taking a lot of road trips and I, a lot of time to fill in, where I need to, to, to listen to things, podcasts, podcasts and eBooks. Yeah. Podcasts and audiobooks are a great alternative to feed your mind with some positive things and slow that dopamine down so that you're not mainstream lined with uh, with it's, some good that's beats. That's designed to pull you in. I feel like 
you know, podcasts are a little more selective to topics and things. There's a niche to it. So if you're trying mm-hmm. to learn something, I think, and they also tend to be more articulate and educational, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, if you learned anything from this episode, leave a comment down below. What was your favorite part? And interact with us a little, a little bit. I've never told you guys to do this, but if you could, I think it'd be beneficial. <laughs> Share it with a friend. Get this podcast out there. Absolutely. You know, 2023, this is the year that we step it up a notch and we give you guys some good content and we hope that you subscribe and follow us on Spotify and Apple. Thank All you right. so much. Generation.